Thank you for tuning in to this week's Just Ball Things. If you're catching us on the podcast, remember to give us a rating and review. And now, on with the show. Shut up and sit down. This week on JBT Pod, although we are still in the NBA offseason, that does not stop the rumours, the speculation and the hot takes from firing. Join us as we pull apart some of the hot takes for ourselves, such as Draymond Green and his future at the Warriors, whether the Knicks are unwise to stretch Noah's contract, and whether LeBron will be eclipsed as the best player in basketball. Will the Luka Doncic Mavs finish higher than the Grizzlies this season? And disregarding LeBron or MJ, who's your GOAT? So shut up, sit down, because JBT is about to begin. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, from wherever you're listening across the world, welcome to an off-season edition, again, yes, we're back, of Just Ball Things, Uh, with me today, from... Melbourne, he's sitting next to me again. Back here. Love it having you in the studio here, Thanks, even mate. if it is my bedroom. Uh, Jack Manuel, J-Man, Jack Manuel, how what, are you, mate? Is that what Chelsea calls it? The exactly, studio? the studio. She walks in. Because we film a lot of stuff in here. <laughs> no, we definitely do not, and I would not want to... Have video evidence of such activities? Yes, we are gross. <laughs> I am not an attractive man. My name is Nick Busink, yeah, and I am not an attractive man. No, um... Is- I've got two bits of news, Jackie boy. Go. One, I have surgery tomorrow. So this will be last JBT for, well, another two weeks. So I guess that's still keeping to the... Hashtag pray for Nick. Yeah, pray for, pray for me. Just get my tonsils out. Nothing too serious, but first time under anesthetic. Looking, so looking forward to the ice cream? The jelly, the ice cream. Like, Is I've that your soups. diet? I've got soups on the way. Is that your diet, anyone? I mean, I basically... Basically. Yeah. It's just li- you just need to liquefy me steaks. We've done some and chicken. I forgot. <laughs> we've done we've done some like soups. We've done talked about soups in season one. I remember. Did we? I remember speaking about like well, potato yeah, soups we'll to, and, or it was relation to J.R. Smith. We'll have to rehash remember how J.R. Uh, Smith? Com- oh yeah, because he threw the soup. And we talked about the best throwable <laughs> yeah, soups. Right. Yeah. Fun times. Let us know your favorite soups. Campbell's guys. chunky. Could you throw the can? Soups on, fat, fat boy. boy. <laughs> at the J Man JBT <laughs> at JBT Nick. Send him some love. Second bit of news. Yes. Two. Toosies. The new World of Warcraft expansion comes out tomorrow. Wow. I, and I'll be in hospital. So, do you have a portable device that will allow you I to do access not. it? I do not. We are working on my device right now. Disappointing. It is disappointing because everyone else... But you'll have two weeks off to play it, though. I've got two weeks off anyway. Well, without you, the, <laughs> true. Um, yeah, but, I mean, it, it's exciting times in my life. Yeah. So Anyone also listening who is in the engineering field mm-hmm. uh, at JBT Nick, uh, let's... Hit him up, jbtpodcast.gmail.com. Go fund me. Let's N- get me employed. Yeah, let's... I mean, we were going to get him a cheeky nana's cup a while ago. That that didn't work out. So let's get him a real job. Uh, Nick's doing well. He's killing it. Oh, dominating life as always. And let's hope uh, those tonsils uh, come Heal out up nicely. soothly, smoothly, smoothly. Yeah. They get lasered off, Jack. It's cool. Lasers? Yeah, it's like they laser it off. So it's like they're not cutting and... Because so, wow. the laser like singes the thing and it keeps i don't know i'm modern, not a doctor modern medicine nick i'm, I'm not a doctor you get it you're gonna explore a new field mate <laughs> get, get around it modern medicine ladies and gentlemen but uh definitely not so medicine-y is the music manuel scale there's a swagway 
Yeah, that wasn't the best. That was, that was a terrible segue. <laughs> what, I'm normally good at them. But for those who are new, I'm going to say it this time. Oh. This is a JBT scale created by us. Sums up how likely things are to happen in the NBA. Um, we've done this a bit. If you've listened, this is the first time. You'll get the hang of it. We hope you do anyway. Uh, we scale it on alternative fact, 20 fact, Wikipedia fact, and straight up fact. We're going to start off with some news from Andrew Sharp of Sports Illustrated. Draymond Green won't be on the Warriors by this time next year. That is a quote from his article on SI.com. Nicholas, give me a take. Give me a Busing Manuel scalesies. It's, um... It's too hard to say. Like, I don't want to be that guy that sits... It's hot, mate, but this is the hot takes. I don't, I don't, do I don't, I don't want to be the guy that sits on the fence, but like... You're going to go in the you know, middle. Three, three, three years ago or, or so, uh, who would have thought that Kevin Durant would be coming to the Warriors? True you know, like, Dynasties you know, rise, ro- evolve, rise and fall, yeah. as they do. Yeah. Um, I would not like to see them disband yeah. in the sense that, that they have an amazing thing going. <laughs> and why the finger, the finger thing, thing means, means the taxes. taxes. Literally, the luxury taxes yes. for Joe Lacob. I feel like Principal but, Skinner... Like, if you if you, if it's a matter of your career in in the accolades because that's what determines your career it's not the amount of dollars the that you make stuff. yep um i mean that's that's what's important is it not i mean i'm They've an NBA sacrifi- player clay and draymond yes, have, have sacrificed, sacrificed money. so much they have they have even kd they can do so it's only a matter of time before that takes a toll and is so draymond the first pick is to draymond the first maybe i think maybe clay's the first you reckon clay clay to la Draymond is a very loud voice in that um, room. Like he epitomizes the Warriors, and that's whereas Clay doesn't. And that's but that's one of the reasons why Andrew Sharp said he said he can be a grinding presence. And does that get to the point where back to that argument we had, mate? Who's 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 better? Okay, Draymond or Clay? On where do where I'm putting this poll out tomorrow? All right, (laughs) just just to settle it for me and Nick, we'll get OTG all the staff and stuff on it. Who would you rather build a franchise around, Draymond or Clay? Nick is in Team Draymond. Mm-hmm. I'm in Team Clay. Um, we'll discuss that after. We might do it on in two weeks' time once we're given the the, the poll some time, some breathing space. Mm-hmm. But where are you going on the scale for this? Before I have my thoughts, um, I'll give this one a Twitter fact. Yeah, because I I think it's more on the not going to happen side, right? But I can see a situation where that team, obviously, that team's going to dissolve. It has eventually. to. Eventually. It has to. I mean, all, um, all things But come personally, to an end. I think Clay is going to be the first one. So if you're ranking, there's KD to New York rumors uh, swirling around KD mm. leaving as well. Obviously, he signed that one year deal, um, not a long extension as many may have expected. So if you're ranking, you're going Clay, Draymond, KD, or Clay, yeah. KD, Draymond. I don't even think Steph should be in that conversation. No, because like, he's got that four year yeah, uh, yeah. Supermax. So obviously, he's the, the outlier. I mean, they did the same thing with the Clippers. He signed five year Supermax and. Oh, well, Got yeah, rid of him. absolutely. I mean, <laughs> you, you can obviously sign those deals. Um, but for me, I'd probably... It's hard to sort of say because everyone's sort of talking about the narrative for KD and the fact mm. that if he... Well, yeah, it's a big it's a big thing. If he wants to change his career trajectory and the way he's remembered as an NBA player, mm. because obviously, you know, he likes to have a go at the naysayers and such, maybe he thinks, okay, I'll, win a, I'll try and win a championship out in Brooklyn, out in New York, out, out in the Apple. Um but for me, I'm going to give this probably one more above. I'm going to give it a wiki because I agree with a lot of the points that Andrew Sharp has made. And for those that don't know, um, he is also a Wizards fan. So Nick's Wizards your, Nation. Um, but Draymond Green somewhere else. The best version of Draymond Green is on a good team. Hmm. Whereas I can't see Draymond Green being a leader without another Steph, without a LeBron, without a, a Kawhi. But that's more the more says to the point of his 
NBA skill. Yeah. Like, his skill alone can't carry an NBA team, but Clay's got, a, a, like, oodles of skill. Yeah. But doesn't have a bone of leadership in his body. We don't know and that, though. We do know that, Jack. Have you seen he him? He's placid. Have you seen his leadership skills with his dog, Rocco? Those 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 paternal skills from from Clay. Have you seen him along China, mate? I think China China China, China, Clay. China Clay. But I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna give this a wiki because I think if I'm ranking them, it, I would almost go KD Draymond Clay, purely based on the fact basically the opposite to you because I think KD there's this inner desire for him. He just wants to go. You know what? F you guys. Like I don't think he's he's fully. He's sort of immersed himself, but he sort of like hasn't fully embraced it in, in ways for me. He's always been sort of like the guy who's the outsider for the Golden State Warriors in the fact that like he sort of went there because he wanted to, one, win the ring, because that obviously is one thing as an all-time great you need to have. Mm-hmm. Look at Charles Barkley, look at um, Malone, look at Stockton, look at the rest. Um, so he's done that. Whereas if he goes somewhere else now, similar to what LeBron's done in going to LA and sort of create a new chapter and maybe cement his status or elevate his status uh, as an all-time player, then I think that that's going to have a bigger say for him. KD, if you are the Warriors, you want to keep KD more than any of those three, obviously. Mm-hmm. KD is an all-timer. Yep. KD, will go, KD is going to age well, despite the fact that he said you know he's only got five years left. He said that, I think, as a throwaway line. But yeah, that's my thoughts. Let us know yours. Let us know. Um, I'll be putting that poll out tomorrow. Uh, Draymond v. Clay. We'll team Draymond, people. Team Clay. Hashtag Team Clay. Trying to Clay. Think of Rocco, guys. Think of Rocco. But, Nicholas, uh, speaking of the Knicks, yes, I've got a good segue. The Knicks will be unwise to stretch Noah's contract rather than letting him stay on the roster next season. For those that haven't seen, um, the rumblings around, are reported by, I think, ESPN, Ian Begley, uh, and some other reporters around New York, were sort of saying that they want to stretch Noah, get him off the roster, free up that roster spot. Um, Knicks Film School had a nice tweet in relation to this. The benefits of stretching Noah. One, it removes the sort of locker room issue. He had that with Hornacek. Whether that's different with Fisdale, who knows. Mm. Uh, gain that roster spot. Potential money he may give back in a buyout. And also gain $12.9 million in 2019 space when they could use that to maybe go after a KD, maybe even a second superstar. Uh, obviously, even use that money uh, for Chris Tapps as well and his extension. Uh, the cons of stretching Noah. It stretches cap hits two more years. Uh, I don't know if you need really need that extra $12.9 million in cap space right now. And you could obviously maybe do a trade possibly later if you can. He, say, has even some form of a season where he reforms his value. Now, it's unlikely. I mean, that's, that's the key, isn't it? It is. I mean, I think that I'm team... I'm on, I'm on team to keep him in the sense that you don't need to. You can easily do this same deal as the same stretch. Even if they do stretch it, what's the chances that they'll sign another point guard? I, I think that that's pretty high. <laughs> a five-point guard lineup. I'd love that shit. And all I mean, of them... No one's like above 6'4", yeah. They love their point guards out in New York. I mean, we need the, we need the floor generals, Nicholas. But, I mean, I, I'm I'm with uh, straight-up fact for this because I think it would be unwise to do that. Um, mm. you know, the cons outweigh the pros. Yes, there are some pros to it, um, but I think Joe Kim Noah and those two three-pointers he made in that Twitter video... I mean, he's an all-NBA defensive player. He, he was like a triple-double threat on a nightly basis. Remember Chicago? Like, fourth in MVP, I think fa- it was. Like, fair enough. You, your, centers, your centers have changed, no doubt. Um, I think he's an undersized center as well. Yeah, yeah I think he's like 6'10". Or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you're going to be an undersized center, you need to shoot. Yeah, and uh, but he, he did, he did Nick. He, You've seen those videos, he, mate. Mate, 
Did you did you see them? I saw those videos. Two threes in a row with a shooting action that was uglier than... Yours is not bad. Did you see... Have well, you... not my shot, my face. <laughs> you know, everyone bags Draymond's shooting action because it's like everyone says it's like he's got a backpack on his back. What do you think is worse? Joe Kim... In fact, because we saw Tristan Thompson in a video as well shooting threes. Ugh. If we're ranking the worst actions... I mean, Draymond's isn't like... It's not horrible. Draymond's just looks... Hunchy. Weird. It's very hunchy. Yeah, but... I would go Joe Draymond's... Kim Noah's is- God awful. I would go Draymond. Trist- Tristan uses like both his arms in the air. It's like he's doing like the, um, he's he's raising them to the roof. It's like he's what, what, in a club or something. What startles me about someone else about Noah's <laughs> <laughs> shots fired? Um, what? Yes. What fell? Something's oh, what? Something fell. That's all right. I fail. Don't matter. It's an earthquake. Um, earthquake in what, Melbourne. What really concerns me about uh. Joachim Noah's action is that it's pushy. He yeah, he pushes the ball with both hands, but he goes backwards, backwards with the yeah. I'm just like, what are you doing? Look, I don't have the best action, but I agree. You at least you don't go backwards. I know. I, I at least stay solitary. <laughs> um, I should be going forward, obviously, but I'm, I'm working on my jump shot. Joachim is as well, but nothing much has really changed I mean, for him. Yeah, I. He's not old either, yeah. so there's. There's a possibility that he can find some sort of niche. Minnesota, mate, they're coming for him. Some sort of <laughs> some yeah, Tibbs. Uh, some sort of niche where he can fit into an NBA team. I don't think he'll ever be a starter ever again. But if he can get solid minutes, yeah, he's a, he, in in some role that obviously the coaches know far better than me. But I I feel that there well, is you, a place for him. You mentioned his where. you mentioned his skills earlier that have, have basically been forgotten. Obviously, uh, through his time in New York. Like, he was an elite passer as a, as a big man. Like, you know, Al Horford-like. And Al Horford's probably the best passing big man with Nikola Jokic. Mm. He was elite. Defensively, one of the best defensive centers in the league. Uh, passing. Yeah, all those sort of skills that are low-key can provide something for an offense and a defense and can provide value for a team. Um, whether that's for the Knicks, obviously, in the absence of Chris Abspozingas, I think he can play some sort of a role. Um, obviously not alongside Enos Cantor. Obviously, both of them are, are probably polar opposites in many ways. Mm. Uh, but I did see Enos Cantor shooting some threes, and he looked a lot better. But he has—he is a nice shooter and has a nice form. Um, but yeah, definitely keep an eye on that. We'll keep you up to date with the Joe Kim Noah Knicks news. Uh, make sure as well, uh, Nick forgot to mention, subscribe on iTunes, guys, Blog Talk Radio, all that good stuff. Um, but Nick, via Max Kellerman on first take, we love these uh, hot takey ones. This and he, and I quote: "This is the year I believe LeBron will be eclipsed by the end of the season as the best player in basketball, and it'll be by Anthony Davis." Where are we going with this? It's sort of sort of two pronged. So, yes, do you believe that LeBron will be eclipsed? Possibly. Yeah. Po- possibly. He's I mean, he, going to he may season. have a down season in the fact that he might not be trying. Yeah. In LA, like he, this may be he might be in retirement mode, and his team's not good enough to really push in the playoffs. So this might be his year of rest and recuperation. Yeah. Um. Then if he comes back the following season and is amazing, well, it's LeBron. It's LeBron again. Like yeah. he, he will be the best. But see how jacked he looked though. Like those Mate, muscles. That's that's that's, that's oh just him. God. But, um, the Photoshop was awesome yeah, as well. Photoshop, when they made him look like... Massive, yeah. <laughs> but it won't be... If, if, if he is eclipsed, it will not be by Anthony Davis. Who do you think it will be by then? Kevin Durant. Right. Kevin Durant is the second best player in the competition. Right yes. Now. Would you have Kawhi at his best better than Anthony Davis? Because I think we forget about that. I mean, we do. And he's only 27 as well. You can't... 
It's fun to watch, though. You can't pick out a season of someone's career and be like, Kawhi at his best. Kawhi needs to show me that he can be at his best for seasons and seasons and seasons. Yeah. He had two really good seasons. Like... If we're to- if we're talking a small sample size of their career, Shaquille O'Neal is the best player of all time. Yeah, and I mean we'll have a chat about that. Like that's that's person. If we're talking maybe like even just a season basis, yeah, dominance. He unstoppable. Yeah, um, but we're not like you could argue part for of su- part of success. Oh yeah, of sustainability course, is sustainability. And Davis it- in the injuries as well has always been one thing. But but Davis has been consistently improving. Yeah, for the past you know fight well since he's since still only like twenty five or something. That's what I mean. He's his playoff performances, his 40, 50 point games that he gets. Yeah, he is an amazing talent. Yeah, um, if he can average like if he gets a if he gets a scoring title, he he could definitely. Could you be imagine there. if he like and he? It's not beyond the realms of uh, no. He belief. has one of the most off, versatile exactly. offensive skill sets going around, and is an elite defender in in a modern NBA with threes and. Like heavy emphasis on shooting. Yeah, if he wins a scoring title, be that, would be, uh, that would be that would be, and go a long way to undeniable. getting that MVP. Possibly, yeah, exactly, definitely. I think for the difference is for the Pelicans would need to be a top three seed for them to get this, and they were amazing last year with it for 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 Davis for to Davis that. to pass LeBron. And yes, yes, I mean they would ha- have to be better than the Lakers number one mm-hmm. because LeBron can prove that he is dominant. On a, a crappy team, but even then, like you know, he still brings them to like a fourth seed. And there's there's questions surrounding the fact that the Lakers will they even make the playoffs in the West? For me, you know, you can chuck into this argument Kawhi, who I think, I mean, I, I think at his best, and if he has a healthy season, is going to be an MVP contender because him and Giannis are like the sort of locks out, out east. Joel Embiid has expressed uh, a desire to sort of be in that conversation. He wants to be in the MVP. James Harden doesn't seem to be slowing down anytime soon. Russell Westbrook, without Paul George, I'm um, not without Paul George, without coming on Anthony, he's always going to be around that mark as well. You mentioned Kevin Durant as well, Stephen Curry. If he stays healthy, there is no more dominant player in terms of what he can do. So the MVP, I think, is going to be really intriguing. Some people are already jumping on the Davis bandwagon. Some people are backing are back on the LeBron bandwagon after what he did in the playoffs. And some people are just completely forgetting about James Harden, who I th- don't see really why he's going to stop. Uh, obviously, maybe the Houston Rockets take a step back, and that might affect them. But, but we're talking greatest player in the in the in the league right for now. one season, though. For one well, season, like it... if you if like Rachel like LeBron Nick... didn't have the best season last season. James Harden did, obviously. Regulars, had... but yeah, regular like, season does, towards the end of the that se- doesn't make James Harden a better player than LeBron. No, towards the end of the season, though, LeBron put out some performances that were just like, "Hey guys, remember me." Like the last sort of 10, 15 game stretch. And he played all 82, 82 games. So I think for me, for Anthony Davis to be in this conversation, I'll give it Twitter because I think he's he's around the mark and he will be, you know, top three, I think. Uh, obviously coming closer to the start of the season. You know, we'll be doing our previews and stuff, uh, you know, in a couple of months. But a lot can change between then. Um, but- when those Pelicans, when those performances start translating into wins? Yeah. Because I Some, think that's, I mean, I mean, they had a good, they had a great season last season. Yeah. Pelicans, don't get me wrong, but they, if they have a top three player in the league, yeah. which I believe that they do, yeah. Um, and he's only need getting, to, they need, uh, he's only getting better. Yeah. But they need to translate that into wins. I think that's why he gets. I like what they're doing though. A little bit. Shafted. I don't mind their roster, and I think uh, on OTG Basketball, Tom OTG Basketball One of the hot takes for the hot take marathon that we'll be discussing was that the Pelicans make the finals. I think that was by Jacob Hershon. Um, 
So the whole finals. Yes, the the oh, so so the Western Conference finals. Uh, uh, I misspoke, but Nicholas, another team who will be around that mark, and this was uh, David Griffin on Howard Beck's podcast. He believes that the Utah Jazz are the second best team at West. Uh, did you give your take on the Anthony Davis one? Uh, I gave it Twitter. Alternative, alternative. All right. Oh wow, that's not not even. He's a... not eclipsing one. And it wouldn't be Anthony Davis too. Like it's it's double it's double alternative. Fair enough. Like, Fair enough. If anyone I'll... takes that crown from the king, it'll be KD. Sansa's alternative is Interpol on a wet night in Stoke. I don't know why I said the wet night in Stoke. <laughs> but Nick, the Utah Jazz are the second best team out west, according to David Griffin. What do you think? Is he tripping? I mean, we, we said he the knows his, he knows his stuff, but second best team in the West. So it's Golden State Warriors and the Pack. We know that. Houston. Houston lost. I, I reckon Ariz is going to be a massive loss for them. Barmute regular season wise yeah, as well. Like their defensive identity is collapsing. And but what? Capella, like th- there's a lot of things. I like. I, I should have more faith in D'Antonio. He's given me no reason. Oh, to absolutely. Get, uh, to send doubt me a him. little. Yeah, exactly. To doubt him. Yeah. Um, Jazz at the second. I think it's, imagine just picture the picture the uh, standings right now and just say Utah Jazz number two. I I don't think it's crazy. That, that is crazy. But I I did a take for the hot take marathon and I personally believe that the OKC Thunder are the second best team. Um, I think the Rockets took a step back and they didn't take really any steps forward. Uh, Mello, uh, you can say what you will about him, Ennis. You know, he might add a little bit. He might be a Trevor Ruiz, a light. Uh, DeAnthony Melton, I think, was a nice pick in the draft. But I think that they lost too much to be a juggernaut in the regular season. Now, you can say what you want about playoffs. You know, when it comes to that, um, you know, you, you can obviously chuck in the fact that, you know, Harden and Paul have become proven performers there. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that this is out of the realms of possibility. But if I'm ranking them right now, they'll probably be my fourth, maybe third. Like, I'd probably go Warriors. I'm going hot take. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all in on Thunder. I've always, I always have been. I'll go Thunder, then Rockets, then Jazz. Um, I just like the internal development. I think a healthy Rudy Gobert, when he was injured, they were trash. When he was back, they were defensively unstoppable in the modern NBA. And they won like 27-9 and nine or something. I remember we did some like pieces on them. They were Forgetting, forgetting about... Uh, Donovan? Like, well, yeah, I mean, Donovan. No, no doubt. Thringles. But we're... Thringles, baby. Let's Thringle Bell. Let's take a couple thousand steps backwards. Well, I'll be in <laughs> Altona North by then, mate. And let's think about who were the teams that made the playoffs last last season. You're forgetting about the Timberwolves that aren't exactly going down. I think they are. Okay, touche. Blazers. <laughs> I think they. Are I think down. they. I think I. I do think that they are on the way down. Denver will go. But up. then, yes. Then you've got and um, the Lakers, obviously, <laughs> like Lakers. But to the point of challenging that top the four, top part, probably yeah. not. Yeah. Um, but you've got teams like Pelicans that are going to that are going to be better. Yeah. I don't think Pelicans the, I don't think the Rockets. I don't think the Rockets are going anywhere out of that top four. No. But I'll I'll put Pelicans or Jazz for you. What do you think? Like is Davis? Pelicans. See, I'm not Drew Holiday in the playoffs, Jack. Yeah, he was insane. I want to see for me that, for me that as a regular season matchup and the schedule has come out, guys. I'm I'm penciling that in, and that is a game that I must watch. I think that's going to be really fascinating to see, like you know the sort of Davis on Gobert matchup, the the Mitchell on Drew Holiday matchup. These are sort of two teams that we could see 
dethrone the Warriors once their dynasty uh, has unraveled, as we sort of spoke about earlier, because they have a young enough core in, you know, in terms of their stars. Gobert's like barely 25, 26. Mm. You know, the same with Davis. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's, you know, a sophomore. So I think that there's internal growth for both of those teams that is insane. Julius Randle's nice. Drew Holiday is by no means over the hill, uh, but he is a criminally underrated player, and we saw that in the playoffs. But I'm going to give this Again, I'm going to give this Twitter because I think that they're around that mark. Are you going to... They're not finishing second in any... Any... No. Timestamp it, Nicholas. No. Let's timestamp it. They are not finishing second in the West. Jazz fans, let Nick know. In no. the West. Let's, uh... I'm not a huge OKC fan, but I think they're going to be finishing higher. Okay. And that's already one team. I think the Rockets will finish higher than them. I think the Pelicans will finish higher so than them. So they're fifth. Are they the fifth best Probably team? fifth. Okay. Wow, shade Utah Jazz fans. What Jamie about for, what about Damar in, uh, for the Spurs? What are the Spurs going to do next? Yeah, season? I mean, like, I, 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 yeah, I don't mind the Spurs. We haven't spoken. I, about I reckon them. they might snag an eighth seed, Ooh, yeah. but um, that's we'll about the that's about the height I think yeah. the Spurs will get. But who knows? Yes, Coach Pop. Wait and see. Wait and see. Watch this space. Uh, Nicholas, uh, there's been a bit of a, a mini rookie feud happening. Michael mm. Porter Jr. is right. Luka Doncic is underrated. Now, there are plenty of Doncic fans and stands out there. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is not one of them. Uh, he liked to comment on... Of course ins- he's not one of them. Like, no rookie's going to be like, you know what, this guy... Is this going to be the new... Amazing. Is this going to be the new, like, Simmons and Mitchell? But Porter Jr. is obviously not healthy. Um, well, no, that's right. And Porter Jr. didn't play his last season of college. Yeah, he well, he played two games or, or something. Like, come yeah. off it, mate. Let's see how you go in the NBA. At least Luca was playing against men. And he won the EuroLeague. Not League boys. MVP. Exactly, that's what I mean. EuroLeague players, they've got that... Shanan Musa, baby. They've got that little Next bit station. extra experience, I think, coming in from high school. Because there's, college, college doesn't set you up for... Um, college sets you up for college ball. It, college doesn't set you up I for NBA. I think the style of game... College-wise, has becoming more NBA. It's changing, Offense no doubt. No Defense, doubt. no. Offense, yes. I think that's where Luka Doncic has an upper hand. Um, everyone talks about his lack of athleticism. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. is going to be basically out for the season. He had a second back surgery, which I think uh, a lot of people are looking too much into as a bad thing. Um, you know, you have another surgery. I think it cleaned things up quite well. I think Drill Embiid had some similar things. And, you know, I think the second surgery did him wonders. But to say he's overrated... It depends on what you define as overrated. Like, there's a part of me that thinks, like, overrated being he's he's not the rookie of the year favorite. Or something. Yeah, like, so well, like, where did he go he's, in the where did he go in the draft again? He went well, he, the, two? the the pick swap, yeah, with yeah, Atlanta. So I think technically fourth or fifth, but um, I think it depends on what you define as overrated. But he was he was projected at going like number one, could have gone number one. I think I, I would I, I think Aiton Aiton was yeah. almost the lock. For Phoenix. For Phoenix. I, I would have taken Doncic personally. But like he was a he was a projected number one pick. Yes. Whereas Porter wasn't. Porter Like would have if he was healthy. Yes, Porter was the number one prospect coming yep. out of high school. Yep. Um but then obviously the, the back injuries uh, and obviously he slipped so far to Denver that it was a surprise to everyone. I, I think that he is in no position to be talking smack. But is he overrated though? Like Is, is that, Doncic overrated? Yeah. Well he hasn't played NBA yet. But that's the he thing. He was extremely rated in, in Europe. But that's the thing. Is he overrated by NBA sense? People are already talking uh, to be like the messiah, the next coming of... Well, you're not going to know if he's overrated by NBA standards until you play. Unless True. unless you're an expert in... 
like I'm the expert in how the NBA and, and the nuances, the translation that, of his yeah, game. and, and the I, I'm no expert in that. I just know that he is an amazing player. He's got a good shot on him, and, and he's great passer. Like exactly, like, and he's proven that he can play against grown men. Yeah, like that's one of the hardest things. The physicality of the NBA compared to college and and to an extent European league like nothing's yep. nothing's as fast paced nothing's as cuz a lot of rookies These comment are the best on the players speed. in the league yeah yeah comment to the speed of the NBA so nothing's as fast nothing's as strong as the NBA yep. but i think the euroleague especially winning it yeah has a better correlation to the NBA than college does yeah i i, I wouldn't doubt that i mean you could argue elements uh, for either but for me luka doncic is overrated there's elements of me that agree with this in the sense that, you know, he's like a, a 58% or something around that range ESPN predicted him to be the, the rookie of the year. Now, there are some decent rookies in this class. You know, Porter Jr. is one of them. Obviously, he won't be playing. Uh, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr. played a, a nice uh, preseason, nice summer league. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. as well. Um, DeAndre Ayton, you know, he's, you know, uh, he was an number one pick. So, surely that should make him in that conversation as well. I mean, and Phoenix are going to be wanting to use him as much as possible. And that's another thing. You Trey Young best, as well could be, be in that best, mark. Yeah, you could be the best rookie in your class but if you go to a team that isn't under you right under utilizes yeah. you yeah you won't get there <laughs> you're not gonna get you know you're not gonna get that rookie of the year yeah i'll probably i'll look i'm leaning i mean to- my, my tip's Aiden, and i think that's a, a, a like a pretty standard pick i think but th- he's the second favorite like like i said Doncic is the very heavy favorite he would be my favorite as well if I, you know when we do our previews we'll give you a bit more information and, and our sort of reasons behind it but but simmons will win it because <laughs> it doesn't matter what <laughs> nah, I mean, uh, uh, he deserved that i just want to that, that was sarcastic yeah but he actually does deserve it that's yes. not sarcastic. yes all right nicholas speaking of hot takes otg currently off the glass uh, OTGBasketball.com currently has a hot take marathon, which I've contributed to as well. Uh, let's dive into, very quickly, some of the most recent ones. Uh, this is one by me, by uh, mind you. Uh, Memphis will make the playoffs. Is it... Any- no. no. No? No chance? No. With West, West is more packed now. Like, you've got to consider the Lakers are taking that eighth seed now. Oh, yeah, I mean, but, like, the fact is... Spurs. The fact is, like... Nuggets. Mike Conley... Blazers. Uh, the... the- the reason of the hot take is to be so uh, to be extra so ap- crazy that it's like maybe it just might work, and that's that's <laughs> that's why I said Memphis will make the playoffs because I I don't know I got a sneaking suspicion In, I can't foresee Carl Anderson, can't, can't Jaron Jackson, can't see it, mate. Mike Conley, Marcus Cole. Yeah, it's not a new coach. It's actually one of the oh, well, one, yeah, one yeah, of sorry. the worst coaches. JB bigger stuff. He gets, <laughs> he actually does get criticised roundly. So, um, but oh, so that that helps your hot take. <laughs> so give, give give me something on the music band for that one. Alternative facts? Alternative. There's too many There's too many better teams. Well, I wrote it, so it's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this one was probably one of the ones that's got uh, plenty of sort of hype on the Twitter and, 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 and the like. Neither Kyle Lowry nor Kawhi Leonard will end the season in Toronto. So Kawhi signs, traded half a year and gets traded. Traded at the deadline. Kyle Lowry traded at the deadline. Bang, rebuild. Let's, let's go with this thing. But then why make the trade in the, in the first place? I mean, because be, you take that risk, you know, DeMar DeRozan, you have to give another max contract to after this one. They want to go full rebuild maybe with Fred Van Vliet, Delonte Wright, get added some picks and stuff. Um, any any credence? Alternative? I love I love the... both. The cojones of Not it. Not both. But one maybe? One maybe. Who's more likely? Kawhi? It just... Who's going to take that Kawhi... Oh. Kyle Lowry contract at like $33 million a year yeah. for a 32 30- I think Kawhi's more likely, but it doesn't sit right to me. Yeah. You tra- you, you sign someone. You trade away your your best player 
to get Kawhi Leonard and yeah. then you trade him halfway through the season. It just doesn't sit right with me. But, no, I mean, I mean it, it, it definitely can happen. Funnier things have happened, and this one was written by one of our newer writers, uh, Cam Tabatabe. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm saying it right, <laughs> wrong, mate. Um, you know, I'm not the best with names. But our next one was done by Dylan Jackson, uh, head of draft content at otdbasketballtom.com. We're talking a little bit about uh, Luka Doncic and the Mavs. The Mavs will make the playoffs. No chance. Who's more likely, Memphis? Wrong. <laughs> well, uh, who's more likely, Mavs or Memphis? Out of you, you got to say I'm right. I'm uh, your co-host. Mate. Come on, give me something. Conley. That's a tough one. Who, who's got the? Yeah, great... but what what did um, Memphis pick up uh, this year? Like Jaron um... Jackson was a nice piece. Kyle Anderson they they added yeah. him as a wing rotation player. That's right. Um, and I think Garrett what Temple to, as well. Uh, what happened? Um, I'm, 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 I'm out of sorts. Gasol? No, not Gasol. The um, Tyreek. Tyreek is with uh, Indiana now. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But they got um, Garrett Temple to sort of replace him in, in a way. <laughs> Mate, Garrett Temple played for the Wizards. Don't, yeah. ra- don't rate him. Took one don't, in the Tampa. Don't rate him. Um, nah, Mavs. Who's finishing higher? Mavs, uh, Mavs over Memphis. All right, Dylan, you can have like Nick. Like you said, Bickerstaff is like... <laughs> Rick Carlisle's a better coach. Exactly. Much better coach. All right. And Luka Doncic as well. Like, they'll finish, they'll finish high. Dylan, you can have Nick on your Rookie Report podcast from now on. He's not going on JBT anymore. Uh, this one for me, I actually did a piece as well for NBA Analysis. Fact! I've, where's Arena? Fact, Jack! Where's Arena? Fact! I, I did a piece for NBA Analysis. I'm, I'm a new writer there. Uh, on Hassan Whiteside having a, a, a reformed year of sorts. Hassan Whiteside will be an all-star next year via Jorge Cantu. Are you giving this some love? I love Hassan Whiteside. I have for a while. He hit that ever since I saw that Snapchat. He hit that three. It's just like just because (laughs) I'm not allowed to take threes doesn't mean I can't. I put that video in my piece. I I, put that in my piece. I love that sassy. Yeah. Um, Sassy. It's just he was fallen. He had fallen such so out of favor. Yeah. And like rightly so, he was playing like trash. Um, But I think that he is young enough and skilled enough to. Get his name back up there. Yeah, not so much read. Well, I was going to say redefine, but not so much redefine as change his game, of, yeah, elevate just, his just game, alter, and because he's hone. yeah, hone on what he's already good at, and then expand. Yeah, I think he is good enough and young enough. Yeah. to he's you know he's not stuck in his ways. No, and for those that don't know, uh, hit up NBA Analysis Network for my piece on that. I. Did some of the things that Nick was sort of saying. 2015-16, he was a fringe all-star. Very, very close to being there. Um, similar votes to Chris Bosh, uh, Kevin Love. He was around that mark. Really, really close. He had an, uh, an incredibly dominant season in terms of block, in terms of rebounds. Uh, and I sort of mentioned similar things to what Nick was saying. You know, maybe he had a three-point shot. Who knows mm. what could happen there. But Nicholas, I mean, this one's got to be a fact for you. I wrote it. I showed you it. Uh, I hope you read it. Uh, the Wizards will finish with the third seed. I mean, as far as as far as the hot takes that we've currently had, this, this is, is probably it's not, not the this hottest. This is probably not the hottest. It's mild. It's the least hottest. So it's, it's the like, coldest. It's the lemon and herbest. It is definitely. I mean, this is every year with it. Isn't it? <laughs> like, they, we could finish third every year. Yeah. And every year we don't. But the know? top, <laughs> like, but the top three, everyone sort of has set in stone. That's why for me it's a hot take, and I produced it as a hot take. But and, and I sort of I took mean, down the sixes. Cavs, and, Cavs are gone. Toronto, I don't think Toronto won't be there. Toronto won't be no. in the top three. Uh, not in the no. 
It'll be Celtics, Sixers, Sixers. Wizards. I mean, if this hot take happens, I mean, <laughs> wow. I, I, th- I think the Raptors are better than realistically. The I think the Raptors will finish higher than us. Yes, obviously. But, all right. Um, and I think we like this is a great year for us because LeBron has been our bane as well. Like, yeah, we've been everyone's it's bane. Been, like, yeah, Toronto's I mean, bane. He. Oh, just images of that game winner. How about that fifty, like fifty-seven point game? I remember watching that live and chatting to you. That was one of the greatest performances I've ever seen from a player. He he kills us. Yeah. Um, and then that three, we can deal with the Raptors. Yeah, I mean, you had a good series against them, despite the fact that you were pretty trash at the time. Exactly. Um, Celtics, we've got a nice rivalry with, and anything can happen in in rivalry. Yeah, true. true. And that's that's rivalry mainly on our behalf. Yeah, because we think that we're better than we are, <laughs> and we talk shit. Team the black the black suits and wear exactly, all, all yeah black. exactly. And it's just like what are you doing? I love lose this. It's, it's fun. I, I believe in uh, you know a reformed John Wall. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think on full access hoops we did a sort of breakdown of the sort of top guards, top point guards and stuff. Mm. And, you know, we see him as a, as a rising one, despite the fact that he wasn't really in that sort of top five, top three sort of mark, but he'll grow. And Dwight is a better acquisition than Marching Gotthard. I mean, I the, the chemistry on court was, was really nice between John Wall and Gotthard. Yep. But, you know, the verticality that sort of allows John Wall now to sort of throw up some oops. I think Dwight Howard still has that. And, you know, if he plays the role that he's supposed to, we've said that for the past four years. He's been on four teams in that time as well. Um, whether that happens remains to be seen. But, Nick, you know, I'm pushing this for you. Uh, I don't think that the Raptors... I think the Raptors are the, are the two seed for me. I think that if you're going to push out anyone, it'll be the Sixers. Um, okay. But that is obviously if Kawhi is healthy. I just think that defensively, they can be nigh on unstoppable with the, their switchability. Whereas the Sixers, I have questions about Simmons. I have questions about Embiid. And I have questions about the depth that they've lost with Bellinelli and Ilya Sober. Um, so that's why I think... More Bellinelli than Ilya Sober. Uh, I think Ilya Sober... I don't think Ilya Sober was that... Considering they got rid of him, yeah, was but, good. Yeah. And then brought him back and was still good. Yeah, but I, that, that was a year later. Like, I, I don't think that Ilyasova was... Is the impact... That, Bellinelli, definitely, he hit some crazy shots. Yeah, but Ilyasova as Amazing. a rebounder and just as, as a, a a high IQ presence, Bellinelli would jack up some crappy shots, whereas I think Ilyasova... But they went in. So were they really crappy? <laughs> Not all of the time. Though. Not all of the time. Not crappy for him. Crappy for everyone. Else. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, now, Nicholas, mm. uh, via the NBA meme squad on Instagram... Um, I, follow I didn't some, know that was a thing. I'm going to have to follow it. I follow some weird pages on Instagram, my friend. Uh, who is the GOAT if neither LeBron or MJ exists? We could do a whole podcast about this. We'll try and keep it quick for you guys. Uh, writer and editor at otdbasketball.com, Jay Christian, believes it is Magic Johnson. And he actually put a tweet out saying it's Magic Johnson's a GOAT already. Um, but Nick, okay. what do you think? It is so hard to comment about generational players that you did not see yeah that's like true. you look back at Wilt's stats and kareem's stats and you know it boggles the mind different i believe oscar weaker, robertson as well yeah. like weaker player base that he's playing like against plumbers and shit exactly that's what i mean so it's it's so hard to compare and how they would do how would they would do in the modern nba yeah um i think magic skills transgress you mentioned time. Shaq. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to that. I've got a speech I'll get up. your spiel. Let your spiel. I, I think um, Magic's skills transcend time and space. So it doesn't matter what era you play in, you play the way that Magic does, and you will find a spot. He's a Same hi- as Nash, same as, you know, Jason Williams. There's a hyped-up version of Ben Simmons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and Ben Simmons' ceiling I is think, like Magic Johnson. Yeah, I think that it doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't matter... 
what era you play and that level of creativity is is transcendent like yeah. shooters will come and go big men come and go yeah um which is why i'm not gonna put Shaq there like as dominant as he was oh, but that's the thing he was so dominant i don't think that like, there he was... had that one it, he had the, the seasons one thing no he had the one thing he was good at big strong more powerful than anyone get to the rack whenever he wanted yeah and in the modern NBA, that'd be insane. Like the, I think the yeah, league, you, like no one moves the way Shaq moves with his no, size. No, maybe Embiid. Like it was amazing to see these like thinner unicorns, like um, Giannis and yep. and KP, like people that tall shouldn't move that should yeah. move the way they did. And it, you know, it's the same thing can be said for Shaq. Shaq could have been people, the goat. Shaq yeah, could people, have been the goat. But the longevity of his career and the way that he the jumped around, greatness. yeah, and like he got fat. You could like yeah. <laughs> Orlando Shaq is lean, yep. trim, but like Boston, three hundred pounds. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. you, you could know? argue that peak, like you mentioned, peak Shaq. There is no better player. But mm. when taking into account the goat conversation, yeah, you have to you take him to sustain greatness. Yeah, of course. which is I think why I would probably have. Kareem, maybe I'm a, I'm a center favorist, and mm. why not? But Kareem's sustained greatness is underrated. I mean, it's the creator of Milwaukee, the creator of the Skyhook as well, like an unguardable shot, unstoppable that he move. had perfected. It's, and it's like, what are you supposed to do? Everyone has a signature, mm. and he has a signature move that you know players are emulating to this day, like 30, 30 near forty years later. Um, I love him and him and Magic. Obviously, were a match made in heaven. Um, but I just think he was just so good for so freaking long, you know, in Milwaukee and in LA. And I think that that's underrated. And I think because he has the personality, uh, sort of like, maybe like a Ben Simmons where it's a very understated. He didn't want the limelight. He wasn't magic. Magic craved the limelight. He, he thrived in it. Mm. Whereas Kareem was sort of seen as this like, you know, unfriendly superstar. And we know his personality now, and he is one of the most intelligent uh, NBA pundits and, and former former mm. players going around. So for me, I'm going to have Kareem for the reasons you've said and for the reasons I've stated, but Magic is certainly around that conversation. Mm-hmm. Larry Bird is certainly around that conversation. Uh, let us know, you guys, jbtpodcast at gmail.com. We can do a whole episode about this. Um, at the JBT, at JBT and Nick, you know, hit us up. Um, at OGD Passable if you want to hit up there as well. But Nick, before we move on to uh, Off Topic, Explain to our listeners what Fortnite is, okay? Because it's uh, not only all the rage with the youths, well, every school I go to... Uh, <laughs> they're all just, about Fortnite. They're all about it. I've heard nothing but, like, plenty of conversations about it today while I was working. But NBA players, including Gordon Haywood, are getting on board in uh, the bandwagon. So uh, give us a little bit of a synopsis. We're not doing right. anything uh, sort of busy Manwali, but so, we want to... So, for those of you who've been living under a rock over the past year... It is the biggest. I would be willing to say it's the biggest. I mean, they've made billions. Is it bigger of... than Minecraft? I don't yes. know. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay. Among uh, it's it's the biggest uh, first person shooter, definitely. Yeah. Uh, they've made close to like a billion dollars since it. Since it's, it but how? This is what it, it baffles me. How when the game is free? The game is free, but the business model I'm a massive massive fan of. You yes. see it in games like um, uh, Defense of the Ancients, uh, League of Legends. Uh, Guild Wars, like a lot of these games... It's in his element right now, <laughs> ladies and gents. A lot of these games are... Uh, well, Guild Wars you actually have to pay for, but it's not a subscription-based, but um, every other game is free to play. Um, you buy these games, and the model that they take is that you pay for cosmetic items. 
Right. So theoretically, you can play for like I've played Fortnite, never never spent a cent on it. Yeah, yeah. I've played League of Legends for like four years now, yeah. and I may have spent forty dollars on it maximum. Yeah. You know, um, it doesn't appeal to someone like me to spend money on the cosmetic stuff. Yeah. But when and it's obviously it's proven to be a massive money making scheme. Yeah. When you are a you're a person who is playing a free game, you are more likely to spend money on that game than you would place. if if it, if it was paid. Yeah. So if you paid, you know, $80 for the game, Call 60 bucks, yeah, 60 bucks for the game, yep. the skins, the mods, everything like that you you may buy them as like little microtransactions, but because you have to pay for the game originally, not as many people are playing this game. Yeah. So if you've got 50, 50 people buy your game, they might make they Why might not? they might do microtransactions. Why but if your game's free, you attract thousands and thousands of people yeah. to play this game. South and then Park did an episode about it. And then they might they might spend money on the game. Yeah, South Park did a whole episode about it. But I think the only exception to that rule is two K, where people buy the coins and the cards and everything yep. that surrounds it and you know so you can make yourself look cool I've, I'm you know you can change you can buy new clothes and stuff with um, you know your VC and stuff and you can buy extra VC with your your hard earned cash I've remained and I've, in 2k as my player in that brown shirt that you get and in the black slacks but um, guys but it's it's to get you off your feet like that's the main thing you, you give your game yeah you give your game free, and yeah. if you believe in your product, you believe in your game, it doesn't matter that you're giving your game away for free. Yeah. Because you know that people will love it, and then they will spend money on it. Absolutely. And I, and I think it's a proven model, and it's not just Fortnite that has done it. Like you've mentioned, there are other games, there are apps, obviously, that are in the same sort of market. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's proven, and I think that there's probably going to be plenty of others that will be hit you on the bandwagon. Um, is Pokemon Go the same? Pokemon Go has microtransactions, yeah, but um, most most games most games do, um, but the microtransactions in Pokemon Go are things that just they're more quality of life um, right improvements. So like you can buy incubators to make your eggs hatch faster. Yeah, uh, you can buy more Pokeballs. You can buy like all this stuff you can get for free. Yeah. if you play the game a lot. Yeah, or you can just spend a little bit of money and, and get them. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, it's and I've I haven't spent money on Pokemon Go because I don't I don't really like microtransactions that much, but I completely understand how how they work yeah. and why they work. Yeah, and, and I mean the, the the demographic that it has proven to work with in terms of like the generation under us. You know, these there's talks of like you know Fortnite obsession and Fortnite therapy mm. for kids that, and I get it. Like you know, something that is that addictive, it makes sense. Um, but obviously, that it's different because our generation. You know, I'm 27, Nick's 24. You know, we were sort of brought up with so much the the rapid technological change that has happened from mm. our age. We've seen it. So we can appreciate it and know the power of it. Whereas kids that are born in the past 10, 15 years are born into that. They're yeah. born into iPhones. They're born into iPods. They're born into PS4s. We had Nintendos when we were like mm. kids. Yeah. And we had didn't have the internet. So we... And I think it's going to be interesting to see how... You know, not only the the gaming industry, you know, our sort of our sort of medium, podcasting, how all these different mediums progress because we've grown exponentially as a podcast within two years, yeah. And it's you guys that that are to thankful for that. And you know, we start off as just us two. We had twenty listens, mainly all our friends. Now, last 
our last episode thanks to so many of you uh whether wherever you are in the world america vietnam australia england europe wherever we had our, our highest listening episode yet mm-hmm. and it's insane to see how this thing grows and how you know the the technological growth that happens within all the different mediums but nicholas uh, another thing that has changed rapidly over the time is the decrepit form of oscars the academy awards uh play that off topic music for me how about we play the basketball? What the heck are you talking about? Now the question is, pants or shorts? Sandwiches toasted or fresh? He just sits on people. That is complete shit. What? 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 What the hell is wrong with you people? Off topic. Off topic. Off topic. Off topic. Brilliant segue as always, Giacomo. Always. If you're not doing if you're not airing the violin while you're listening, guys, <laughs> unless you're driving while you're listening, please don't do that. We want you to live. But yeah, what what do we got, mate? What do we got for off topic? Just to end our podcast. A bit of a quick movie talk. Um, we love our movies. So this came about because um, the Oscars have announced a new popular film uh, category. So we thought we'd chat uh, chat about the announcement, dive into some of our favourite films of the year. Yep, who could be in the running for that yeah. popular film? Yeah. So what 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 denotes a popular film? Yeah, like, like that's, that's Mark Wahlberg <laughs> came out and said, "I'm looking forward to being able to like win." And I'm just like, dude, Transformers was shit, but like, it's popular. I understand. It's like to bloody Teen Choice Awards. I think know? it's it's stupid that I've always been an advocate for for movies like Harry Potter. I mean, Lord of the Rings sort of broke that mold to an extent, but like Harry Potter, Black Panther, Marvel movies, all these sort of like you know box office popcorn movies. Put them in the conversation. Black Panther is an amazing film and belongs, you know, alongside The Shape of Water, all those other films. Like, what denotes it from being lesser of a film because it's not about the civil rights movement or about transgender, LGBTQQ issues? Yeah. Um, it's just, I find it silly the fact that the Oscars, the Academy, had to come up with such a, a trivial thing to bring it some relevance because, you know, I mean, everyone... The, the cachet of still being like an Oscar award winner or an Oscar award winning picture mm. is huge. Oh, I mean, the, just to have that, like, you know, if you're Leo, if you're Emma Stone, if you're Ryan there Gosling. Are fi- there are figures, and an and Oscar win can mean millions yes. of dollars. I mean, it, it, it sets your career up, you know. Uh, Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling transformed himself from being the notebook chubby kid to being a Hollywood starlet. Like, he is one of the most bankable stars going around. Mm. Like, Maybe The Rock finally wins a well-deserved... I mean, come on, mate. If Skyscraper Skyscraper wins anything, I will shoot myself. (laughs) Rock's awesome. I love him. (laughs) He is, but goddamn. Rock or Mark Wahlberg, quickly? The Rock. But Marky Mark and The Departed? Marky Mark, I mean... How's your mother? So, hold on. Who's a better actor? Who who do I like better? I like The Rock better, but Marky Mark's a better actor. Mark's a better actor. But The Rock is, like, on Ballers, HBO show. Check that one out. Uh, It's a very popular show. I think he's, like, the highest paid TV actor as well because of that alone. And that's that's because who he is. He draws in so many people. Yeah. People saw Skyscraper. Yes. People saw Skyscraper. very popular. People see San Andreas and actually like San Andreas. um, Was it Jumanji? And it's not because, fuck, it's not because Paul Giamatti's in it. (laughs) Jumanji, baby. I saw that. But I saw it for Jack Black. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean that was yeah. <laughs> it was it was bad, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. There was a, there was some like cringy moments, but you know I'm gonna I love going to the movies. You know what can I say? Mm. But Jumanji probably wouldn't be in that sort of popular. Probably film not. But we're we're talking the the superhero films Avengers. for sure, um, because they are actually so well made, and I agree with you. They should be in some 
They should be somewhere in the Oscars. Like, the only thing that those... And I think a popular movie is maybe the best place for them, because I don't think that they have the the level of script script depth that your, like, Shape of Water movies, Revenant, yeah. what those movies have... What your what your Dunkirk's it's a, have? It's I don't unless think... you get Nolan on or like Spielberg on those movies, and then they, it transforms. Like because Nolan with the you the Batman franchise is you know synonymous. It's it's a superhero movie. So <laughs> I assume like you know it it has to do with the tone of the film. But I would say Black Panther, obviously Black Panther was last year, would belong in that because it's script. Uh, you know the the visuals are insane. Obviously, mm-hmm. all these films, the popular films, generally get something for costume or CGI or visual effects, but they deserve more than that. Like you know, at the end of the day, I think what the, what gets seen about superhero movies is that they are a they are a stock standard film. Yeah, like it's a stock standard, and every Marvel movie is the same. There's a good guy, there's a bad guy. You beat the bad guy. Yeah, and that it's just the story of you getting there. Where they succeed is that the tone is perfect. Like Marvel have their it's it's Marvel tone. Yeah. And they have created this niche for them in the market that is amazing. And they stick to that. That's fine. They've got their elements of humor that make Marvel movies yeah. Marvel movies. Um their pace. There's so many things that you just take for granted in a film that things like Batman v Superman do horrendously yeah. badly. Yeah, so the pace the pace on that was all over the shop. Yeah. All right? You you stick to a, a steady pace. It could be and I think that most Marvel movies are stock standard scripts. Yeah. I don't think there's anything too fancy about the di- about the dialogue. I yeah. don't think there's anything too fancy about the actual story. It's an engaging story. About a hero triumphing over evil, and that's, that's I'll, fine. I'll put one to you though, and we can say modern versions of it or the Lucas versions of it. Star Wars deserves Academy Awards for Best Pictures. The original Jurassic Park, I'm not. They might have won it. I'm, I'm. Don't quote me on this. But those sort of movies that were old box office movies and are sort of now sort of being you know remade and stuff. You know, those movies will probably get an Oscar now. Like, but you know, the old versions are going to be like you know, sort of less revered in the sense of awards. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, Solo could get a popular film award, but it is nowhere in comparison to like A New Hope and all of the other ones. Yeah. I still liked it because you know I am insanely in love with Donald Glover, um, <laughs> and he is a horribly sexy man and is amazing in everything he does. Hashtag This Is America. Um, but. What would you vote for? We'll end with this. What would you vote for? Like, we recently saw Mission Impossible. Uh, loved it. I loved it too. I uh, mean, the amount of love triangles again, and Again, it, it's like, it's the same thing with Marvel. Mission Impossible have this niche yeah. that succeeded in the first movie and they just stuck to it. It's a winning formula. God damn it is. For, for, Tom Cruise. for Mission Impossible. Yep. But that does not mean that it is gr- a groundbreaking film. It's not... It's not challenging with but its does, dialogue. It's not. It's enjoyable. But does Tom Cruise not deserve a Best Actor nomination? Like the, I'll put like it's the dude like puts his body on the line. It does not deserve more recognition than say a guy who is just like you know doing a period piece like Daniel Day Lewis or Joaquin well, Phoenix. No, because the range. How many? What was the range of Ethan Hunt in that? In that movie, like Lots. when did he really show his acting well, chops? All just of because, the all of his friends. He, he does his own stunts, which is fantastic, and he should get he should get credit for that, because like we're talking um, 
because that would become into practical effects. Yeah. Um, but in terms of an actor, like he's an he's an action actor. He's he's got one sort of role that he he performs, and that's not really room for anything. Like, it I, I think that I think that villains have more like villains in um. Henry Cavill and stuff. Like, yeah, villains in those movies have more chance to to actually act. It I'm depends. thinking of, like, uh, Christoph Waltz in, yeah. in, in, in Glorious Bastards, which was a very good movie. Yeah. Completely different. But, like, the Benji villain Bartolo. has a lot more And they generally are the one that move. gets the nominations as well. Like, hmm. Leo as well in... in, um, in Django? Django. But... You know, it depends on what you define as good acting, I guess, yeah. in terms of, for me... And the Academy has obviously have... And they have their definition. They have their definition. Like, you know, it's Meryl Streep, it's Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> what are you along that sort of scale? And oh. Je- Jennifer Lawrence has become the sort of new scale. You watch Mamma Mia take seven Oscars. <laughs> you watch it. You watch it, mate. We riot, mate. We riot. We, we will absolutely... We'll riot on the streets like they did for, I don't know, something. Uh, we're not, you know, we're very passive fellows. We enjoy our films, we enjoy our podcasts, we enjoy our basketball. But we will not be happy about it. No, will we not? <laughs> now, let us know your favourite films of the year, guys, what you think of this and anything on the podcast. Who's going to do the last spiel for the next fortnight? Uh, you, you should, because okay. you're not going to be speak. Yeah, yes. I'm not going to be able to speak for the so, next week. So speak for me, son. All right, just as ever. I think that does it for another week. Uh, so we'd just like to say thank you for tuning in for, to Just Ball Things. Uh, you can always catch us on Apple Podcasts, as Jack said before. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Keep up to date with the JBT, and you'll never miss a beat. Uh, Block Talk Radio, we're also on there, or wherever it is you listen to your podcast. We will endeavor to go on Spotify podcasts, if we can figure out I how to do Spotify, that. I think Spotify, they like handpick them. Like, oh, okay. The Woj pod is on it, some of the ringer ones. We're not there yet. <laughs> But we need you guys to make us we there. Need, exactly. If, if you, so if, if you want to make it easier and have us on Spotify, you need to keep listening to us. True that. True that's that. it. Go through the hard yards and you'll be rewarded. Thank you, sir. Um, you can contact us at the J-Man JBT, is Jack, or JBT Nick on Twitter. Uh, you can also hit up at OTG Basketball. Uh, we can read some awesome NBA articles. They've got a uh, they've got their own podcast um, podcasting thing that Jack is part of. So keep listening to those ones. Um We've got Facebook, Just Ball Things. You can search for us there. Uh, jbtpodcast at gmail.com if you want to send us some emails. We will read them out on the pod. Uh, questions, queries, concerns. If you just want to have a bit of a bant session, yeah, baby. that is fine by us as well. Uh, so remember, it's you guys that make this show great. So we appreciate every and every, any and every post heading our way. So until next time, keep balling, superstars.